is Dr. Walter Aka. And Dr. Will Cradock, as always. Uh, today we have a special guest here, um, right, Dr. Aka? Yeah, we actually have a good friend of mine, and, and truly, when I we say a special guest, I really mean this. Uh, her name is Dr. Stephanie Morgan. She actually took a different route when it came to dentistry. She said, you know what? I'm not just going to go into private practice. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try to give back to the community. So That's she awesome. Actually, yeah, man. So she actually works in the prison systems. You know, so we, uh, we, we wanted to bring her on because we wanted people to see that there's other means of of, of income in dentistry and there's other means of working with the community in dentistry. There's not know? just one path. It's not just it's one path. Exactly. Right. So Dr. Morgan, what's going on? How you doing? Hey guys, how are you doing? Good. Thank you very much. So Dr. Morgan, can you please just give us a little rundown of your history, please? I graduated from Harry Medical College School of Dentistry in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and Meharry is big on working with the underserved community. Um, the surrounding areas of Nashville are actually very poor, so that's what I got my exposure to. Um, in addition, at school, we actually did a lot of work on prison or inmates. So um, this was not a big transition for me coming from private practice, but in private practice, you get really, really tired of the patients complaining, no matter how hard you try to help them, educate them, um, they just can really, really drain your joy. So <laughs> that, they, it's true, it's really, really true, they can just drain your joy. So that um, made me look for something else because if this was all that there was to dentistry, you know, cutting crown preps to make money, then it wasn't going to be a happy ending for me. So I did a little research specifically for prison dentistry, and I came across an opportunity to work at Fort Bend County Jail. Um, which wasn't too far from where I was living at the time. So yeah, I have my own schedule. As long as I work 20 hours a week, whatever days I feel like going, whatever hours I feel like working. Oh, man. And, that yeah, sounds like heaven. <laughs> you, got, you got Dr. Cradon being all kinds of jealous right now. <laughs> it's true. I walked in. Um, the clinic was empty. I was able to build the clinic from the ground up. They ordered all the supplies, the chairs, the lights everything that I wanted, and uh, the inmates put in their uh, request to see the dentist or any medical treatment that they need, and I see them based on that. So, wow. so, so let me let me just ask you a question that I think everybody asks, right? Is mm-hmm. oh these guys are these and they're guys, right? Mostly guys, women, men, and women. Oh, and so sometimes juvenile, well, juvenile meaning less than eighteen, but I may see some seventeen and eighteen year olds as well. Right. So you see these this this group of people and, and you they, they probably automatically think, well, these guys are, you know, horrible people. These guys are hardened they, criminals, hardened criminals. Mm-hmm. Is that what you've actually found while Absolutely working on them? Not. Absolutely not. I really enjoy interacting with them. But see, you have to go in with a mindset that they are people just like you, because what you have to deal. you have to treat them like people. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh my goodness, it's crazy. treating people like people. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy, crazy thought. But the way I look at it is if I get pulled over by the right police officer at the right day and they send me to county jail, that's where I will be. So you're a step away from letting a small mistake become you as well. And um, actually at this location, a lot of patients have mental health issues. So just imagine the life that they may have lived and, you know, that's the breaks for them. So um, I do not treat my patients any different. I don't even call them inmates while I'm there. They are my patients. 
Um, I do not treat them any different than I do the people who are outside. Only difference is there is a limit in the treatment I can give them at this location. Um, but other than that, I educate them all the same in their hygiene, um, educate them on what I see with their x-rays, informing them of what I'm doing. They get a choice. They want to or they don't want to. And I tell them why I recommend it to do it if they choose not to. And so um, they're actually really, really grateful. Um, I can set my own environment. Just like you, Dr. I, I play my music out loud. See? You see, <laughs> you see how that, that, that just makes the work environment better no matter where you are? It does. It does. <laughs> you would be amazed at how it quiets the mind. I don't have the opportunity to sedate anybody, but I don't have to. See? I haven't had a screamer. I haven't had anything. And I've done some really, really extreme surgical extractions. Put the music on. I diffuse a little lavender to calm them. Oh, and... Wow. Man, get it done. I'm about to come to this clinic. Exactly. What? I'm like, man, that sounds like a, that sounds that's pretty like cool. a beautiful clinic. Um, so when it comes to the type of work that you do on them, right? What are what's most of the things that you've you've kind of come across? What are some of the work that you're doing on these patients? Um, mostly it's extra- extractions because uh, because everything is so destroyed, and so they're probably really 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 difficult extractions because everything is so decayed. Um, before I started, I did request that I have the option of even doing simple fillings, um, because it's not always to extract a simple tooth, you know, all the time, just because it has a small cavity on it. So they allowed me that freedom as well. Um, I am looking into asking them, can I expand into doing simple endodontic procedures for anterior? Uh, again, some people, you know, they'll have the interproximal decay on their anterior teeth. And I'm just like, oh, if I just had a few minutes, you know, to do the root canal, I could save it instead of pulling their teeth because they don't want to take out the front teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I may have to, um, because there were so many people in the need when I first started, until I get that list of people down to a manageable size, that I may be able to do something more. Now, you said in the beginning that um, the 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 inmates basically write down a request, uh, an appointment with you. Do you feel like yes. that it helps as far as their uh, the value of what you're giving them? Like they're, the, I'm sure they're very appreciative of this time you're spending with them. Yes, they are. That's that's um, got to do wonders for the mind because I just it, it, working in private practice. It's like every single day you have patients in front of you. They're like they act like they didn't want to be there, and I'm like I didn't force you to come mm. here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's my thought. Exactly. You put in a request just like everyone else to come to the office. Um, actually, uh, because the amount of people that I can bring to the office are based on the officers that are working with me that day, uh, I have the freedom to actually visit them in their cells to kind of speak with them about what's going on. Cause sometimes people just want to get out of their cell or they just really want somebody to talk to, or you get a lot of 17, 18 year olds, their wisdom teeth are coming in and they're like, it hurts. You know, you got to educate them. So instead of just waiting on the officer to bring them in, I just go to them and talk to those people. And I can easily scratch them off the list once they understand what to expect, what this is. Mm. You know, why not? And if it's something more, then I can bring them down to the office. So I, I have freedom as to how to go about it. But they're very appreciative. If you would see when you do go to the sales with the men or women, it's like they're surrounding you. Everybody wants to talk to you look at this, what's going on, you know, and, and they have a lot of freedom. So nobody's shackled when I walk around. There's none of that. So I, I don't fear for my safety because, well, you know, I can hurt anybody. However, <laughs> um, <they're> not, <laughs> they are not hardened criminals. They're people just like you and me. So 
here's a question for you. Um, have you had or seen any kind of uh, altercation? Um, because- no, I have not. Uh, I may have heard of one or two. That I, where my office is, I'm housed in the medical unit where they see the mental health doctors, the nurses, the medical doctors. So I'm completely separated from them. Um, so I'm certain that altercations happen um, in the cells where they're located. Um, at the most, I've seen uh, people with mental health kind of have breakdowns in the padded cells or, you know, they try to hurt themselves. Uh, like I said, there's a big population of people who, are, <clears throat> who have mental health concerns. What about how much it costs, right? Let's talk about how much are you charging these people? I'm sorry, your patients. I apologize. I don't want to say you people. It makes it sound horrible. Okay. My patients. Your exactly. patients, yes. Um, according to the county, what, they're, what they want to do is try to discourage people from just trying to come down and get away. So they charge $5 for the examination. $5 for me to do the exam and take the x-rays and $3 for any prescriptions that I have to write for them. Um, and that also includes the treatment that I do. So, so there's no additional charge. So what you're telling me is you charge more than most dentists do for their uh, exam and X-rays, because you know how you see, <laughs> you see, you know how you see those like free exam, free X-rays. So you're actually charging more. How can you get away with that? How can you get with that kind of murderous charge? <laughs> because it's not my choice. It's not my call. Uh-uh. Um, but I try to I try to explain that to them because there are some people who will say, "Well, I'll wait till I get out in the world." And I'm trying to tell them, "You understand how much it costs to have an exam done out in the world, and you don't have dental insurance. This is five dollars. Take advantage, and then you get many of them who will come to jail because they know they can get it taken care of before they're released out." If I had some work to do and I knew the price tag of it, I might be five dollars. Not so bad. And if you were in jail, is that? Oh, that's true. Oh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you never know. Just like out in the world, you don't know what kind of doctor you're gonna get. You yeah, don't know. True. And you know, I mean, I I know you personally, and I know the kind of the quality of work that you do, right? And I'm biased to this, but have you heard from previous um, dentists or maybe patients? saying, man, the dentist that was here before really sucked and was just a butcher and all that stuff. Have you heard that? Or have you heard actual, like, you know what? These dentists that come in here really are good dentists and good quality dentists. Um, Actually, I've heard that, well, the previous doctor from what I hear was pretty good. However, some of his practices I would not technically agree with. Um, Speak on that because this is when the drama and uh, you know, <laughs> Walt, Walt loves this. We need this for our show. <laughs> well, well, when I came in, the previous dentist was there for about fifteen years, um, but I believe that he was contracted directly with the county jail as opposed to the company that I work for, who now has the contract. Um, their concern at the time was the amount of medications that he was prescribing people and how long he would have them on them. So uh, he would see the patients and immediately put them on a set of medications. He would immediately give them um, either meloxicam or Tylenol number three, um, clindamycin, and write them a prescription for chlorhexidine. And he, no matter what the issue was, and he would just give that to them. And they would take it until he would uh, extract their teeth. Now, some people were waiting for a very long time patients who were on these medications, the clindamycin caused a lot of stomach upset and issues where it got so bad that patients would actually request to be taken off the medication. Wow. So um, I'm against prescribing medications unless there is an infection 
So uh, I quickly threw that down. And we all know that Tylenol number three is not the best pain medication post-extraction. For a lot of people, it's managed with ibuprofen, which is what I give. And um, the only post-op pain issues I've had were with people uh, getting dry stockings. So, so if you if you don't mind, let me just kind of guess. And Dr. Cradock, you can also chime in too. Let's summarize why the way that previous dentists did what why he what why it was a bad idea, right? Mm-hmm. Let's start with the antibiotics, right? Yeah. When you say a, the patient was given clindamycin, that uh-huh. could cause C diff, right? Or I'm sorry, yeah. um, gotta explain that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. So basically, it can cause diarrhea. It can cause really bad. Ulcer, ulcers and diarrhea uh, and in, in, in your colitis, uh, colitis uh-huh. right in your stomach uh-huh. and then cause a lot of diarrhea and, and, and sometimes bloody stool right or diarrhea right uh, especially if it's you're on it for a long period of time uh-huh. right so that's the first thing you don't want to put patients on it for an extended period of time and on top of that it actually could cause some uh, bacteria to basically become um, stronger stronger yeah uh-huh. you know to the antibiotics so now the antibiotic doesn't work and to give that without the presence of infection, how 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 are you going to justify that? Right. So that's a, that's one of the reasons why you said, no, nah, that's never going to happen again, correct? Yes, right? absolutely. And, and then the second thing, like you said, is the Tylenol-3, which is codeine in there, right? And we know mm-hmm. about the whole opioid uh, addiction or problem that we have in the U.S. right now. Correct. Right? And so if you're given uh, basically an opioid for an extended period of time, there's an increase of what? Addiction. And even the, with the Tylenol, the, the, the issues with the liver function and stuff like that, like a prolonged dose of that is, is not a good recipe. Right. So, again, reason why you said, nope, we're not doing that either. You see? Absolutely. So, I, I don't know who this, this this dentist is, and I'm hoping that they, they retired. Um, Actually, they didn't. Oh, come but on. But people love them. People love them. Oh. Uh, that doctor has his own practice elsewhere. Um, so it's not that the inmates just had bad things to say about them. It's just that was practice, but he's also been practicing for a very long time. And who knows the way that he was trained, where he came from. You know, people are used to what they're used to. Yeah. So it's funny how that, you know, your patients now, you know, in the correctional facility. I like the way I just did that. That was good. In the correctional facility, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, are probably now getting better treatment than the patients that are out and, and and going to this person, you know what I mean? <laughs> so really, it, it speaks to, again, the quality isn't just based on location. It's based on the individual dentist, correct? Absolutely, because I love to tell my patients they're probably not going to find another dentist who cares more than I do, because I honestly do. I really and like that. I tell that. them I'm the best there is. I tell them I'm the best there is. Oh. If they oh, come in doubting, because you get people who are still afraid of the dentist, whether they're in jail or not. I mean, they could be in there for murder, but they're still <laughs> afraid of the dentist. They can have tattoos all over their face, but they're still afraid of needles. Is, so isn't that, I, isn't that the, the funniest thing, right? It is very. It is very. I'm afraid of needles. I say, but you let somebody go at you with a needle for hours for these tattoos you have on you. But that was a choice. So it's only for a few seconds. So really, it doesn't matter if you're in prison or if you're out. You're still People are still afraid of dentists. Absolutely. <laughs> One question I had, you said something earlier about, you know, um, you having limitations on the dentistry that you do um, as far as like, you know, you want to save teeth, uh, but sometimes you have to extract them just because that's kind of what you you have to do. So I'm wondering with this dentist, he was giving out antibiotics for teeth that were possibly even savable, right? Uh, Absolutely. And so, yeah, that, that I could see how that could definitely become an issue. Um, one question I had also was, 
How does it work with your assistance? Do you bring your own assistance? Um, does the correctional facility provide the assistance for you? How does that work? Um, actually, it was very hard finding an assistant for this position. So for the first couple of months, I was doing everything by myself. And, I mean, I can work by myself and do just fine. So uh, I wonder if the issue with finding assistance was either location or the fact that it was a part-time position. I'm unaware, but the company goes through hiring for assistance just like they did for finding um, me. Okay. So, mm-hmm. And I want people to hear this, okay? Because I think this is the part that I got very excited about, you know. Um, and I'm not just all about money, but money still runs to work. Yeah, let's not lie. You're a lot right. about money. <laughs> I mean, we paid a lot of money to go to school. Right. Exactly. Well put, well put. But, you know, did you get paid or do you find that what you're doing now is more financially beneficial than when you were in private practice? Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. Don't let me scoff it. <laughs> well, we don't want you to. We don't want you to pull out your financial books. But, but the reason why I brought that up is because you know, if if you have, I don't a, think a lot of dentists know that exactly. And if you have a dentist that has three, four, five hundred thousand dollars worth of debt, mm-hmm. this might be a way to kind of say, hey, you know what? Why don't I go this route until I pay my student debt off, and then maybe go into private practice or open your own practice, right? Right. And, you know, actually, I did research even before going in. There are a lot of dentists who, once they go in, they stay. So some of the positions would be very hard. If you have a full-time position at a prison, um, they pay uh, pretty good salaries. And if there is no opportunity for growth, I think it it uh, makes up for it with benefits. You know, your paid time off, your paid vacation. They're not working past 2 o'clock. You may work from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. or 7 to 2. You're not working all day. You're not being called in the middle of the night. You're not working weekends. So, um, and they have excellent retirement systems for those who are part time, um, full time. So let me try to understand this as you know, as a excellent, as a super dad that I am, <laughs> and I wanna, and I and I wanna, you know, be at my daughter's ballet practice, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe because she's going to be a world star athlete uh, and, oh. and a soccer, you know. Um, the next Mia Ham or whoever, right? Okay. okay. <laughs> right. No, she's going to be that's a or a president, whichever one comes first. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and I want to support her. You're telling me through this program and through this job opportunity, I can actually do time. that and have more time for the family. Yes, that was another big reason why I wanted to do this was because family. I'm more of a newlywed per se, you know, a little over two years. Right. Um, and we want children. There's no way that I can make that sometimes work until 8 o'clock at night to maybe not get paid that day, you know, because in private practice, you're working based on production. Um, I wanted to be able to be home and be present for my family. That's the reason I chose dentistry. So with this, I'm setting myself up for when we do have children. Like, right. Yes, I know that I can work as early or as late as I want to, whatever days I want, and have the time for my husband and future children that we may have. So it's not, like you said, it's not based on production. So it's not based on what you do that you get paid. You get no. paid consistently, no matter if you see one patient or 100. Exactly. And that's the way it should be, because even with the production-based payment, I, just because I didn't produce a certain amount that day doesn't mean I did not work. Yeah. Preach. Very true. Okay. And and what about in uh, insurance, dental insurance? Do you even deal with that at all? Um, In the prison? Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. It's just 
flat rate for it. Sounds for like heaven. You, got you, might, <laughs> you might have Dr. Cradock trying to get you fired so he can take over. <laughs> I'm like, do you need an associate? <laughs> I, will, I will gladly tell you about other opportunities I've learned of that are just as great right. that so, I am moving to. Okay, well, you know, let's talk about that then. Let's talk about what other opportunities outside of private practice and stuff that we know are normal routine. Oh, you graduate, go to private practice, or you work mm-hmm. for a corporation. Let's not talk about that. Everybody knows that. Let's talk about other means and other routes that dentists can actually consider. And this is not just dental, by the way. This is what? Anybody who in the medical field. So exactly. if you're watching, you're an MD, if you're an o, uh, what, DO, if you're, uh, what's, what's um, I don't know, what other? There's only two. The... Chiropractic. I don't know. I, whatever you do. I don't think they have chiropractors in the crib. Maybe they need adjustments. <laughs> you don't know that. They need you to stop. Okay, that's a problem with society. People like you. <laughs> Maybe you're in the Christian, you know, correctional facility, and you need your back cracked once in a while. You think you think they're gonna pay for that? I don't know. The government wastes a lot of money. I'm sure they pay for anything. So, so tell us other other opportunities that you've kind of researched. Um, there are opportunities to work with our military. Um, here in Texas, there are several military bases, and those soldiers need treatment just like everyone else. Matter of fact, if they don't have their treatment, they are not able to deploy which most of them really want to do. So um, I'm also in the National Guard, but not here in the state of Texas. But there are some opportunities to work as a civilian dentist for for our military to do the whole scope of dentistry. You see? And I mean, yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up, but you, you ruined my surprise. But yes, she also serves oh, in the National Guard, which is, I think, incredible. So she has to give time. Is it, um, what, every, uh, every once, one weekend a month, two one weeks? One weekend a month. Just one weekend a month. That two weeks a year is a part of your annual training. Um, just means that I need to give two weeks time for a training in dentistry. Gotcha. And that can be anywhere. I was in California, made it a vacation with my husband and work at the same time i'm sorry to hear that you were in california enjoying yourself <laughs> I, that, was, that was hard training yeah. next time next time let me train with you exactly. <laughs> i'll remember that i appreciate that uh so is there any other um non you you know uh, uh original conventional, yeah. yeah conventional thank you conventional routes that you'd uh tell uh dentists that may not know um, working with, um, Indian health services is a big one that I hear a lot about. Actually, one of my close friends, classmate, fellow soldier just, uh, accepted a position with Indian health services in Arizona, um, where they also offer loan repayment. Um, you get loan forgiveness because it's public service, uh, within, you know, the 10 years, um, and salary's pretty good. They take care of his housing. Uh, mm-hmm. And so you can really, really get into it. If you you kind of sacrifice the really, really big salaries for other incentives that include your health care. I mean, loan repayment is a pretty big thing. Yeah. Um, even your housing. So if you had to pay nothing but your own bills and somebody only paid you 150000 I think I'd be pretty happy. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You said only 150 months. I know. I know. I know. Nice. Some people believe. Some people believe that 150 is. Oh my goodness! They. I've heard it myself. They look down on it. Well, when you have never made that much in your life, 150 sounds pretty good. Preach! Yeah. Oh my God! Okay. Well, let me sign me up. For exactly. 150 in a house. Yeah. I'll take that. Sign me up for 150. <laughs> and I get a free, a free place to stay. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. God. 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, um, you know, I will wrap up here, but let's talk about, let's talk about, you know, why the, the level of stress. Okay. Let's talk about the level of stress. Cause I know that was one of the main reasons why you said, let me cut back and try this other route. Right. Absolutely. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being, you know, uh, panic attacks, you know, uh, and one being you're on a beach. What's your level of stress at work in the prison system? At a zero. <laughs> oh, 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 well, that was not an I'm, option. I'm not joking. No, I'm, I'm not joking. I was. Um, I came on a Saturday morning just to finish some notes because I decided to go and visit people in their cells as opposed to waiting them to come to me. I, is nobody's bothering you? You go in. It's your time. It's just there are no demands on you other than what you put on yourself. Wow. This sounds like Nirvana or something. It does. Dental Nirvana. <laughs> Dental Nirvana. Don't don't trade I just trademarked that. So don't say that again. <laughs> but that's me. Again, you have it it has to match your personality. If you're not gonna be good to people, if you don't enjoy doing surgical extractions, I enjoy anything oil surgery related. So if that's not what you enjoy, then this would probably be a high stress level for you. But the environment itself is not a high stress. This has been a this is this has been one of our better podcasts. I I've learned a lot. No, oh, I, well, thank you so much. I, I agree. I mean, this is something that I feel like you know a lot of dental podcasts, and I'm not gonna put other people's podcasts out there, but they're not as good as ours. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But, <laughs> but one thing they don't do is they don't talk about other means to uh, you know uh, work, and and they, I feel like they don't really talk about the importance of giving back to a community. Right? Exactly. We volunteer once in a while, but to say that I'm going to work with a correctional facility and give back, and honestly, get paid well, low stress. Why wouldn't you do that? And most mm-hmm. dental students that come out are always talking about, oh, my God, I hate working for this and I hate working for that. If it's not your personality, if it's just not for you, then you have other means yeah. of, of being a dentist. It doesn't have to be one clear path and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I enjoy slow jams. Maybe you don't. <laughs> what does it matter? You know, that, that slow jam to me eases my tension, eases my stress. Right. Maybe you like, yeah. I don't know, maybe you like hard rock. I don't know why. But maybe you like country music. Who knows? I don't know why either. But whatever is going to help you, you got to do it. And and I I thank you for coming on to basically explain to us that there is another path. And you know what, Dr. Aka? I thank you because you've been my life mentor, as I told you already. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> having yeah, having conversations with <laughs> you has style, really, it made me think about it. You know, it made sense. The things that you would say when you really have to evaluate your life and what's important to you. I mean, I got into dentistry because I love it, and I totally changed my life later on to to become a dentist. So I didn't want my joy to be taken away, and so a lot of this is thanks to you, Dr. Ock. Oh, man. Well, no, that no, is no. awesome. You know what? <laughs> she's too kind. I mean, it's the truth, but she's too kind. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, no, I mean, but in all honesty, we have great conversations. And and one thing that we do talk about is the fact that in the end, you have to do what makes you happy. I don't care what you do. Just do what makes you happy. You only have one life, right? So let's just go ahead and and enjoy life. And, 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 you know, we always talk about how, oh, my God, my life is this and this and that. But there's always somebody out there that's even worse off than you. This you know, and I true. never feel I never feel bad for dentists or anybody with a professional degree because they can their their ability to make money is so tremendous, right? Mm-hmm. That you really can't complain that oh one fifty right. oh I can't believe I'm only only making one fifty. <laughs> Don't make me slap you with my back <laughs> left hand. You know what I mean? Because that's really going to irritate me if somebody's making forty and and is teaching our future. 
Exactly. How can they feel yeah. bad for you? Exactly. Yeah. You see what I mean? So in the end, I think you said it best. You got to just enjoy what you do and, and, and figure a way to make a living out of it. And you found another route. And I think that we thank you for sharing this. Yeah, with us. that's we really awesome. Do, you know, I really thank you guys for having me. Well, thank you um, very much. We appreciate you coming on. And uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed this. Thank hopefully you. they learned something. Yes. I yes, did. At least for <laughs> the students that are out there, you know, are coming out. You know, hopefully you you know that now there's another route. And you don't have to go the cookie cutter way, you know. It doesn't yeah. always have to always end up in from A to B. It could be A, B, C, D. It doesn't really matter. Just get there, you know, and enjoy dentistry. Enjoy what you do. All, All right, right, Dr. Morgan, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Enjoy your day, okay? Thank you. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an S at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R-E-A-L, dentist with an S at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.